Thanks for visiting discoverestevan.com. Nolan Cole with you, joined by Bruins head coach and GM Jason Tatarnik. A bit of a, a special uh, feature interview uh, for you here today uh, because uh, the Bruins head coach has reached 500 career wins in his uh, in his long uh, coaching career. Uh, so, Coach, congratulations on that. Uh, it happened last night with the one nothing win over Kindersley. Uh, but uh, why don't we, before we get to that, why don't we start, you got an interesting backdrop there behind you. So you've got kind of an illustration of you behind the bench and then some other pictures. Tell me about what, what you got going on behind you. I assume you're at home right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm at home. Uh, actually, there's a picture from, well, one picture from my playing days. Um, it was a winning goal for, our, you know, that allowed us to advance the European Championships when I was over, overseas. And then a um, picture of Notre Dame where I spent some time. And then uh, another picture, actually two pit, uh, a picture from the Centennial Cup. I mean, well, now Centennial Cup, RBC Cup with uh, Woodstock. And actually I have another picture to put up there right beside it from that as well. And then uh, a picture of um, from Woodstock when I believe it was, uh, yeah, my 200th win when I was with them. So. They gave me a real nice frame picture, and and uh, so that that's up there too. Right on. Okay, so let's uh, let's get to this whole 500 win storyline because uh, you mentioned it to me before Christmas there, and then you end up getting it last night against Kindersley. Uh, had it been on your mind for a while? I mean, was it something you were thinking about? Are you happy to get it out of the way? Uh, it's kind of funny. You don't really think about it until you get really close to that number. Um, cause for the most part, you're, well, for all the part, you're just concentrating winning hockey games for your, your, uh, organization. And, um, and that's the most important thing is, you know, concentrating on the season at hand and winning games. That's going to put you in a good place for that season. And then eventually those numbers add up. And then, uh, yeah, I was, um, yeah, a friend of mine reached out to me and said, Hey, you're pretty close to 500 and, and I said, well, that's pretty cool. And then, uh, yeah, as you get closer, you're like, you get, get it over with and let's move on. Is it a special milestone for you? Is it a special number for you? Well, I, it's not an easy number to get to, I guess. And, you know, in coaching, um, you can be a very good coach, but sometimes if you don't have the horses to, to get things done, um, those wins don't add up. So it's a combination of having some really good players, Um and I think you have to have uh, you have to be a, a decent coach to achieve that. And then uh, the organizations you're part of too playing a part of uh, a big part of it too. And from scouts to um, you know just any staff members w- within that team. So you know, it's a group effort. Um, you know because it's, it's just not coaching. You have to build your team, and sometimes, well, most of the time, there's other people involved in that. So yeah, it's uh, it's. Yeah, it's a uh, it's it's a neat accomplishment. It's, I think it's hard to get to, and um, you have to coach for a while to get there. So um, hopefully, I have a few more years left in my uh, coaching career. And I imagine there's uh, certain people who uh, who helped you get to get to where you are today as a coach, whether it be uh, mentors you've had, players, uh, you know, uh, family, friends, all that. I imagine there's a lot of people who helped you along the way. Yeah, you know, just even being a player and when you decide to get in coaching, there's there's people that kind of push you into it. And, um, and like, for me, I wasn't even going to coach um, junior hockey after I played. Um, I helped out a bit. And I was, I was more concentrated on 
being hired to the police force at that time. And, um, you know, I was hired in Toronto and we, uh, we went to uh, my wife's hometown in Dryden and they're, um, relieving their coach at the time and they, they were trying to talk me into it, but I was pretty set on, uh, being a police officer still. And eventually I, I made decisions just to try it and see, you know, how I liked it. And, you know, my wife kind of pushed me that way too. And, and so I did and, uh, uh, kept doing it so um it's kind of you know just a path getting to coaching is a, a journey itself so when you were at the end of your playing career coaching wasn't really on your radar it just kind of developed after that yeah you know I, I wouldn't say coaching was never on my mind but um it was something I always thought I'd like to do um because I was always breaking games down and I, I was a, a student of the game when I played so I was always analyzing things, and um, but at the time I was, I was more focused on uh, being hired as a police officer, and uh, it kind of just came up. And uh, once you get into it, it's—I uh, don't think people understand how much work and time goes into it. I've been very fortunate. Um, you know, my wife was really supportive. Um, you know, if I look back at our, our path and our, our journey, uh, you know, we're in Dryden, and then. Um, of course, you know, as a coach, you, you do get fired. And uh, so we were expecting our first child at the, at the time. Uh, so it wasn't the greatest timing. Uh, and so I accepted a job and uh, humbled as assistant coach. And um, the birth of our daughter, Avery, uh, kind of got pushed back. Uh, it was supposed to happen just after Christmas. And it didn't happen until January 17th. So I was away from Humboldt during the, the trade deadline. And uh, I was doing stuff on the phone, helping out with Dean and and then uh, at that time, you know, you have a uh, a newborn and you make the decision, now I'm going to move all the way to Woodstock, New Brunswick. So um, you were there for eight years and then that that changes. And then now I'm going to move all the way to Chilliwack, BC with uh, three children and a wife. So um, you have to have a very understanding family. Uh, you have to have a supportive family to, to do these things for sure. Um, you know, and uh, I'll get into a little bit later about the whole, um, I guess, the the job part of it um, and how it affects your family and stuff like that a little bit later on. But, uh, yeah, my girls have been really uh, supportive. They've always been around the teams. And, heck, I remember when we won in Woodstock the one year of the championship, um, it went to four overtime. So the guys were starving. And uh, my wife, with my, my kids went to McDonald's and, went through the drive through and brought back all the food for the, for the guys to celebrate. And, uh, my, uh, middle daughter fell asleep with uh, a chicken nugget in her mouth, I believe was a story. So yeah, you know, family's pretty important. They have to be understanding. And it's, it's long hours. Um, for example, last, the last road trip we just did, um, you know, you're on the road to Balford and the Kindersley and you don't get back till about five thirty in the morning last night. So, um, I didn't see my kids before they woke up to go to school today. So there's some things that you miss for sure. Yeah. And, and I mean, I guess it's similar to, to players, right? Like players, uh, as they go on into the pro ranks, they're moving around a lot city to city, obviously during the year, but just in, in where they're playing. Right. So I guess, uh, that's maybe something that the fans don't realize is that the coaches often have to move around just as much to make it work right and it sounds like you've had a, a pretty supportive cast in that uh, aspect yeah you, you know it's um you know you hear the old term hired to be fired and uh 
know it's a saying that I can't stand. Uh, maybe I take it a little bit too personally, but uh, you know, it, it's someone's livelihood. They're supporting families. Um, you know, you know to put that pressure. You know, as a coach, you do have to accept some pressure in this job. But uh, you know, sometimes you, you hear the the quote: "It's easier to, to get rid of one person instead of 20, 20 players." And um, I guess my thought process to that is. You know, if I'm an owner of a very successful, you know, corporation or business and I have numerous people working for me or underneath me and I have a very successful general general manager that has people working underneath him and those people aren't doing their job to the best of their abilities, I don't think as a business person I'm going to fire that uh, that general manager. So um, I think it's just an easy thing to do at times. And um, I don't think people really realize the impact it has on people and their families. Um, I guess I can use my last example. The last time I was fired in, in Chilliwack, um, you know, it was, you're, you're, you're done and team vehicle back, this, 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 and I'm at a rink and, you know, my wife has to drag our uh, three kids out of school to come pick me up from the rink because I was, I was just let go. So, you know, they have to see that firsthand and, um, no, it's not an easy thing for your, you know, young kids to see that and go through that experience. And, you know, they've set some roots into that community and made some really, you know, good friends, long lasting friends. And all of a sudden, you know, what do we do now? So, you know, it's, um, you know, I think the, the mental health for players is very important. I think sometimes people forget about the coaches with the mental health aspect of it. And, uh, you know, the pressures of, um, just winning and winning and winning and winning, um, uh, you know, it takes a toll on people. Well, and you know, the junior A level people a, a lot of times think about player development and, and, and the players going on, but the reality is at the junior A level, I mean, from a coaching perspective, it's really all about winning. Is it not? So there is a lot of pressure. Yeah, it's changed. Um, you know, the game's changed. Players have changed. Um, uh, and I think the pressure to win has changed. Um, you know, uh, at this level, I think it should be about development, but the, the coach has to have that support that is going to be about development. And it's easier to develop players. And it's it's easier to be the great guy behind the bench and the nicest guy in the world when uh, that's the focus. But, uh, you know, when you know a, a certain point in the year, if your your record's not great, there's there's rumors circling around that you might be relieved of your duties. It's not, it's not the best situation for anyone, the coach, the players, et cetera. So, um, yeah, I just think, like I said, the game's changed, but I think also the whole structure's changed, and probably not for the best, um, in my opinion. Like when I played, a coach told you to do something, you just did it. Um, you know, now players have a lot of questions, which is fine. Um, but, uh, you know, when I played, like I said, we, we just kind of did what our coach did, and um, we, we bought in, and and we just played and we knew that coach would be around for a while as well too. Um, now there's so many moving parts. You see coaches relieve. Um, you know, I think also the, the pressures of, of winning, you see players trade away a little bit more often than they, they should be. Um, Cause you're all the time. We got to shake up the roster. We got to shake up the room. And, you know, I don't think that's the best thing either. So um, there's lots of stuff we could talk about, but uh, you know, People make the impression that I want them to feel sorry for me. That's not the case, but there's a lot that goes into that people don't realize. Um, you know, like 
we go on that road trip, for example, you know, you're sleeping overnight, you know, you're, you're away from your family 48 plus hours, and then you still have to do your normal uh, nine to five part of the job uh, the very next day uh, throughout the week. So, you know, it's very long hours and, and you can take some time off the summer, but we all know that's where you build your team. So you can't take too much time off the summer. Or you're going to be behind the eight ball. So uh, it's, it's a grueling job. And uh, I tell people all the time, um, you know, really consider and really think, think about if that's something you want to get involved with, because there's, there's more to it than you think. Hey, we've got a lot of younger coaches in the SJHL this year. Uh, Braden Clamosco in Battlefords, he just got his 100th win in our game on, on Tuesday night there. Um, you know, there's, 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 there's a mix, but there's a few young coaches and I'm curious, uh, what advice you would have for, for younger coaches in the game today, based on your experience? Yeah, like I always tell people, um, when they first get involved, just, you know, do it your way. Um, you know, you know, just do it your way. Cause then, you know, um, at the end of the day, you did it how you wanted to. And if it works out great, if it doesn't work out, then that's fine too. But, um, you know, you're, you're going to be kept as a coach or you're going to be fired either way. So you may as well do it the way you think's the best and, and stick to your guns that way. And, um, and uh, you know, with the new game, it's, it's changing. Younger coaches are, are nice to see. Um, you know, I think they do a great job. I think Braden's, he, he has been successful already. He's going to continue to be successful. And, um, you know, he's an excellent coach. So I'm sure he'll get to 500 quicker than I did. So, um <laughs> No, you know, we always look, you know, I'll look back and see how those guys are doing if I'm not involved anymore. And, um, yeah, and it's, it's a process, you know, always, always stick to the process. You're not going to win a championship in the first month. Um, sometimes you'll sway because things aren't going right, but you know, stick to your plan and don't, and don't, uh, you know, take off on it. You know, you have to believe in yourself and your plan and, and, and go from there. I know you're really focused on this season with the Centennial Cup, and you've obviously had a lot of success at the junior A level. Do you still have uh, aspirations to maybe coach uh, at one level higher, or, or are you content with, with kind of building teams and doing it your way here at, at the junior A level? Have you thought about that at all? No, I, I've had some opportunities over the years to, to advance, and um, you know, the time <laughs> for me at the, the timing wasn't right. Um, Either I just moved to a location, you know, that, you know, after a year and an opportunity came up and I just didn't think it was fair to my family to, to move and move again. And that's happened to me like three times. So, um, you know, you know, if <clears throat> something comes up, I'll have to look at it, uh, at this stage. Um, I think, you know, I, I think I've proven myself at this level. Now it's no different than players. I always tell players you, you only have to challenge yourself. Um, so I think, <clears throat> you know, if, if something came up, I'd look at it because, you know, I think I've, like I said, I proved myself at this level, and you should always challenge yourself. So I'd have to really look at it. Well, and that's one of the other aspects as well, right? Is is with the family life, it's not always as simple as going on to the next level because there's obviously other factors at play, right? And that's something else that that people on the outside might not realize as well. No, like for, for example, I have a, a family, and um, you, you know, for for me, 
you know, when I first started coaching, my wife was started working as well. She was the, the rec programmer in, in town where we were, so she had a really good job. And so when I got fired, it wasn't a, a big deal. Um, my wife was still working, and there's no pressure that way. And, um, and then we <clears throat> our first child, and we get to Woodstock, and we have our second child and our third child. And it was important for us, for uh, Sarah to stay at home with our kids at a young age to, to develop them. And, you know, she did a great job with our kids and, you know, we wanted to raise our kids a certain way and develop our kids into certain types of, uh, uh, you know, a certain character that we want our kids to have. And, you know, she did a great job with that. And, and so when you're, you're, you're the, sorry, the person of the main income source, um, you have to look at uh, what's best for your family and, you know, it might be you do get an opportunity to move up to a higher level, but the the pay scale is not going to be able to support your family. So, you know that that might influence your decision, or you might have to go as an assistant coach first. Um, you know, are you willing to do that? Uh, so there's different scenarios that come into it, but uh, you no, know, for people they're going to have to consider financial situations. Um, is it the right fit for them? No, they're only comfortable being a coach and GM. Are they comfortable going as a, a coach and giving that GM duties to someone else? So, yeah, there's a few things that come into play. For sure, yeah. Hey, I know you've got the 400-win plaque in your office. Will they be making a 500 plaque for you? Oh, I don't know. You know what? If, if I could do what Woodstock did for me, I'd probably, probably do that. Um, you know, I, it was um, – no, it was – it was a real nice gesture by the Woodstock Slammers and Andrew McCain. Um, you know, I thought they did it up pretty, pretty right how they did it. And they showed how appreciative they were. So um, I, I think, you know, with Fast Event, <clears throat> um, you know, I really like the SJHL. I have a, um, a big place for it in, uh, in my mind is in terms of a special league. Um, the players that play in it, the way they play. So, you know, doing an S fan was pretty neat, and uh, I was glad to do do it in S fan. I'm very happy to do with the, the the players that we have. Like they're they're a good group. They're uh, they're all good kids. Um, no, I don't I don't think there's uh, one kid in that team that I would uh, take away from our our group this year. Um, they all contribute in different ways, and um, you know, the first thing with us is just be a good kid, and we have that right now. So. That was pretty special to do it with this group. And I know you got the game puck last night, so I imagine you'll be keeping that. But uh, now that it's out of the way, Coach, you, I guess uh, now you, you can just kind of focus on the second half here. And obviously you're involved in a tight race with Humboldt uh, for first place. So I imagine now the focus just shifts to to winning hockey games again. Yeah, you know, like the, the guys, uh, you know, I grabbed the game puck actually to give it to Cam for a shutout because I thought he played really good last night. And uh, there was a few pucks given out. And uh, same same thing I told our guys was, yeah, it's great to get the 500th win, but more importantly, that, that win put us, you know, one point behind Humboldt in, in that race. So that's the most important thing. Um, we're focused to to, uh, to continue to in our winning ways. And um, you know, we're really going to bear down the second half. With, um, you know, we have a goal in mind and we want to achieve it. And, uh you know, we're, we're going to do everything we can to get there. That's a special extended edition of The Coaches Show with Jason Tatarnik.